welcome to Merrickville. God, it's great to be back, Sydney. Thanks for tuning in. Lawrence Mooney's back as well. It's great to be back. I'm looking forward to this. Merrickville has not changed a bit. Well, what have you done over there? That's nice. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that's a concrete flamingo I had knocked yeah. up uh, whilst we were away. Do you like it? Fly, Balak on fly. <laughs> exactly. That's from Scarface. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that. It's good. Um, so, so welcome back, Mess. Did you have back. a good break? Had a great break, mate. Very excited Excellent. about today. We're going to talk about Game of Thrones because the new uh, episode, the first episode of the new series, has been released today. And mm. spoiler alert. That girl gets her gear, gear off, and she, that's a Look, spoiler. I'm not a fan, so you're going to have to fill me in. About, no, I don't watch the Thrones. What? I'm not a big fan of fantasy, so oh. you're going to have to fill me in on what's. You're going to have to. <laughs> yes, I don't believe that are, for a Lawrence. second. Yes, you are. You know all about fantasy and role yeah. playing. Yeah, oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I was going to say I'm a big fan of fantasy, but my kind of fantasy can't be found on Foxtel. <laughs> Mooney's back this afternoon. Great to have you back, Lars. I did have. Oh, I've missed you guys. I've had a uh, a short break uh, for a couple of weeks with my family, so you can only imagine you how look great I am. Mate, I feel you, great. You do. You really look. There's a there's a glow about your skin. Are you wearing a, a moisturizer? Or have you been exfoliating with apricot kernel? Uh, <laughs> fake tan. Right, and I had a little bit of a nip and tuck whilst I was away. And right. Okay. So I don't know if you've noticed these transitioning. This, this to... new rack. Have you seen my yeah. new rack? Look at yeah, those. I've... Look at these. Actually, they are some sweet. They are. Look at the cleavage on those. Yeah, that is. Look at that. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry. It's the workplace. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, objectify you. Oh, it's all right. I enjoy it. Um. It's <laughs> the weirdest twenty seconds of break I've ever experienced. Had a good break. You know what? I will say this. I had one that probably the best family holiday I've ever had with my family. Oh. That's good. Yeah, it was great, and I think part of so the you reason want to kill them at any stage. Well, here's the thing: we didn't have any, we didn't have any blow ups. There's no mistakes. Everything just could not have run smoother. And for for the Watts family, oh, wow. like seriously, going down the shops is just that's that's chaotic and, enough in this family. And anything that can go wrong does go wrong for the yeah. Watts family. Yeah, and then you are. Yes, that kind of people. Yeah, absolutely. We're the Griswatzers. We call ourselves the Griswatzers. <laughs> the Griswatzers. Yeah, because like the Griswolds, we just oh, okay, just, Griswold. I get it. Yeah, because yeah. we go on holidays and everything just goes a bit Griswatzers. So anyway, normally we have some sort of disaster, like the last last year when we were going to Vietnam and Georgie made us miss our flight. Anyway, oh, and that cost me some money and some she time. She always ruins everything. I don't know why she does it, Lost. I don't know why yeah. she tries to ruin my holidays for me. Hey, anyway. Georgie, if you're listening. <laughs> Oh, that's just up. jokes, just jokes for the radio. Not really, she does, she ruins it. And yeah. um, so anyway, we didn't have any problems at all, except for one small incident. So no blow-ups, no arguments, everyone was relaxed. Right. One small hiccup. You were employed as a drug mule and <laughs> no? We do have some nice new headphones. And I cannot get it out is the oh. biggest problem. <laughs> Oh dear! Now I've used barbecue tongs. Mm. I have used coercion. Muscle relaxants, <laughs> but it is stuck fast. Not budging. Okay. What really went wrong, okay. Mitch? Well, funnily enough, it's probably not too far from that. So we're at the pool. Uh, we're having a swim at a pool, share pool, obviously. And mm. uh, at, at what at the hotel? At, yeah, and it was nice and relaxing. Everything's going really well. Then one of her kids, uh, King and my daughter, observant little child, she is. Mm. She's uh, said in front of everybody. She said, "There's a poo in the pool." 
Oh, there's a poo. No. <laughs> yes. Like Caddyshack. Got to yep. interview the bull. Exactly like Caddyshack. There was just screaming. A, ch- a Chiquito just having oh. having a day out, cutting some laps. There's a Chiquito there doing some freestyle, and it's just bobbing up and down. And she's gone and told everybody, and I've just gone, not real. That's not a real thing. That's a trick. Somebody's dropped a, mm. a chocolate bar in the pool or something. Now, with a lot of people in the pool, or was there yeah, just a f- enough to do some finger pointing? Quite a few. And there had been a small, and, I don't, and this is not a racial thing, but it was a Russian child. Right. <laughs> it was a Russian child. I think of all the races at the moment, I think it's okay to be racist about Russians. It just seems like you can I'm just say whatever you want about Russians at the moment, and everyone's like, yeah, fine. Statement of fact. There was a Russian child who at one stage had no pants on. So right. I'm pointing the finger at Vladimir because that's his name. I would put the uh, pantless Vlad, buddy, come on. Just. Anyone pantless yep. is like. Pushed out a little Russian news yard. Yeah. And it is. A little borscht, there. A borscht log. <laughs> a little, he's pushed out a little Kafka log and yeah. it is. A little Leningrad cowboy. <laughs> it, it was a Putin. <laughs> Very good. Ding. We'll go with a Putin. There we go. A Putin. A little ICBM is popped out the Mm. back there, and it was quite a KGB informer. (laughs) It's just a a little Stasi. Okay. Okay. (laughs) A little Stolichnia. Punched out this little Nuja, and it's it's floating around the pool, and my daughter Kinga has made it a properly aware to everybody mm. that there is one floating in the pool. Now, here's the thing. I've gone, all right, well, clearly everybody get out of the pool. I wasn't in the pool at the time. I said, all right, let's get the kids out. That's We've had enough. Georgie says, Kinga, go up and have a look for confirmation. Right. So she sends my daughter. Because it might be a listening device. Yeah. Into, I mean, sorry. Has it got an antenna? Is there a little, is there a little wire? Is there a wire popping out the top? Is there a periscope? Can you go and see, Kinga? Can you get your little goggles face? It looks like a piece of corn, but that's the microphone. (laughs) Are they windows or carrots? It's hard to tell. No, it's not. It's not a submarine. It's not Hunt for Red October. It is a turd. Do not go close to it. Georgie, Georgie just goes, okay, kids, tells my daughter to go and get confirmation. I said, we don't need confirmation. There's no need for confirmation. Let's assume the worst, not the best. Not let's yeah. get out there and go, oh, my God, it happened to be a pine cone. Ha, 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 who cares? Get out of the pool. So dad's yelling there, and I've accidentally mm. done my, my Aussie swears. Might have had a couple. And I've gone, get out of the Pool? Yeah. There's a new shot in the pool. <laughs> Georgie turns around and just goes, there's no need to panic. They can swim over there. And I go, not in the pool. No, not in the pool. It doesn't matter if the new shot's at the other end. They're swimming next to the Russian, the Russian kid who did it. He's probably likely, if he's armed with one, he's armed with two. <laughs> Russians never bring one gun to a gunfight. No, that's right. There's more than one cosmonaut in a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Sputnik has launched. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. No. But they'll never well. let us do it on radio. Oh, hello. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh, we nearly killed someone with the last break. Yeah, we have to apologise to Jeff from Holdsworthy. Merrickville here on Triple M. Let's get the formalities done. Lawrence Mooney with me this afternoon. Jeff in Holdsworthy. Hello, Jeff. 
Thanks, guys. That was one of the most funniest pieces of radio I've heard in a long time, and I bloody near ran off the road. That was laughing. It was that was great. Awesome. Thank, thank, thank you. you, mate. Mate, thanks for calling through. Thanks for saying that. And I can't. I was. I think he's referring to this conversation we we're talking about. The Russians with the yeah, <laughs> dropping off yeah. little tiny mini submarines in the pool. Yeah. Good times. Good times. <clears throat> what's next? I'll tell you what's next. Uh, this. Boom. It's back. Westeros. That's a place. Now, that is a theme that I don't immediately recognise. Oh, come on. Nice bit of cello. It's massive. Very it's the nice. biggest television show in the world. It's bigger bit than... Of, it's bit bigger of than... in the background. This show Ooh, is this bigger than like Australian winter. Ninja. This sounds like Sorry. winter. Yeah. This music. Yeah. Ooh, going Wintering? through the snow. Yes. Hold on. Is that a dwarf? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why hasn't that woman got a top on? Oh. oh no! We've just gone past some incest next to a tree. Ugh, Am I close? Why'd you Is shoot? This... Why'd you shoot your old man when he's on the crapper? Who does that? <laughs> okay. You kind of got him right in the sack. So you both what? watch Game of Thrones. This is well, Game I... of Thrones, and it's back. Was it series seven? Series... Oh, by the way, spoiler alert: there's some nude people, yeah, and uh, also so sex, violence, and it all happens in a tent. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. I used to call it stibby, uh, Stabby Killy Boob Watch because that's what it would be. Because my wife, Georgie, she won't get into it. She doesn't like it. She reckons Doesn't it's she? Nah, she reckons it's Because a lot of couples apparently watch it together and use it Tried. as, a, as, as a, a familial kind of libido. Totally. It's totally upper. what I've done. I've yeah. also tried to do that with Orange is the New Black. <laughs> oh, fail. Oh. I try to do that oh, also Orange is too. the New Black. It's like... <laughs> What are those two women doing in the same toilet cubicle? They're really helping each other this is out. This not how my fantasies work. <laughs> oh. that, I've tried that. I've also tried the television show Girls. Uh, mm. Lena Dunham it did not inspire us to make love. Yeah. Um, so, it, anyway, what moving about, on. What about, uh, what about, what about Fox Footy? Does that help? <laughs> Pies in a close one. Because it works for my wife, the Richmond supporter, and if the Tigers win, she is up and about. All right. So, to, so Game of Thrones season. I've got to strike fast before the aftermatch coaches interviews. The best part is you can you can get it done in three quarter time. That's what's well, great it, about you, Loss. Well, no, if uh, get it done if after the a Tigers goal win, I've just got to go Listen. I'm not demanding. I'm not demanding when it comes to time. We're time poor in our household. Okay. But I've got to put Dusty Martin's tattoos on my neck <laughs> and wear my little ponytail down the back. Game of Thrones, season hey, seven. Yeah, Game of Thrones. It's back. Went to air this morning. The first episode so, of season seven went um, to air this morning. We don't, we're, I'm going to watch it. My wife's not going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. She thinks it's for nerds, Loz. She thinks it's for like, uh, you know, for like people who used to play Dungeons and Dragons and, and not have very many friends or... or uh, sexual relations with uh, anybody when they were teenagers or humans. Yeah, but <clears throat> you, were you a, a, a nerd as a kid? Were you into Dungeons and Dragons or fantasy or you know <sighs> a bit really. of costume play? No, 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 no. I like the idea of the swords and the weapons and crossbows yeah. and all that sort of caper. Oh, I like the weapon, but I, that's what I had metal work for. That's oh, where I went crossbow. and made ninja, sto- ninja stars and swords and stuff like that. You can make those at yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, ceramics was for making bongs. Metal work was for making okay. ninja stars. Yeah, well, that's right. Everyone can, is. <laughs> if you can make a ninja star out of a tin press, yes, you be exactly. A factory. Just the, yeah. the tick, get the yeah. clips in. All right. Everyone okay. is worried because this this episode has gone to wear already, yeah. and everyone is worried. Everyone is staying off the internet because they're worried about the spoiler alerts um, and the episode being ruined for them. 
Right. Yeah, so right. it's John. Like, is John Snow a central character? Is he back? Yeah, he's still around. Yeah, he's right. still around. He didn't get offed. Everyone is there a nice queen? Off. Is there? Is there <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is Sweden, And then there's Khaleesi. That... Khaleesi's the one. She's the one with. She's the blonde-headed girl who. Khaleesi. Is that her name? Isn't that the virus that kills rabbits? <laughs> I think that's <laughs> Khaleesi virus. Khaleesi virus. <laughs> is that her name? Khaleesi virus. Mm. Mm. Okay, but the point is, people, we're not we're not going to spoil <laughs> Game of Thrones for people. Who gave but... the virus, Lawrence? You don't know, do you? <laughs> The Easter Bunny. Oh. I'm going to give you guys <laughs> some yeah. very, uh, you know, there's been some famous spoilers uh, throughout movie history. Yeah. And I'm going to oh. give you guys the movies. Oh. And I want to see if you can tell me what the spoiler was. Now, for anybody who wants to call I, up I and complain. Hayley Joel Osmond turns out no career after that <laughs> film. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we start with that? The, right. the movie is The Sixth Sense. Oh, people always said... There's a twist and you'll never guess what it is. And it's like, because you're looking for a twist, you see it. So that is also a spoiler alert, telling someone there's a twist. All right. Well, yep. what was the twist in The Sixth Sense? He could see dead people. Mm, yeah, the kid was dead. Not, the kid was dead. No, the kid wasn't dead. Yeah, the kid was dead. Uh, Bruce is dead. Bruce, Bruce was, was dead. dead. Bruce and was dead. Had a, what? Wrong what one. was that? That was the wrong grab. So Bruce, but, Bruce is dead. See, I told you. Bruce is yeah. dead. Okay. One Bruce point to dead. merit. Yeah, but, oh, that's right. Bruce yeah, is dead. Yeah. One Not point to merit. He could see dead people. All right. Uh, movie is, number two. Yep. Yep. You got to buzz in, by the way. Oh, for, for yeah. Right. Well, you, guys, you want everything, uh, mate. To, all right. Fight Club. What's the twist Loz. in Fair Fight Club? Lawrence Loz. in first. Um, she ends up in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh no, that's sorry. Six million dollar baby. Six what? Million, million dollar baby. <laughs> Okay, a Fight Club. Show, Fight you got Club. a TV show and a movie about a woman who's a boxer. <laughs> the, the thing is, six is million it, dollar baby. No. She's got a penis. <laughs> Sorry, six million dollar crying game. She has a. She smashes her rocket, becomes a boxer, and she's got a penis. Six million dollar crying game of the. Sorry, Fight Club. Uh, they're the same person. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Same person. I, I feel right. like I feel like Merritt gets the point. I was going to say that, that bar of soap in Fight Club, the twist is that bar oh. of soap has actually got a piece of rope attached to it because it's been in. <laughs> okay. What? All right. Which is the new Blake. I don't know if I want to keep going with this <laughs> um, Is that bar of soap from Orange is the new Black? That's the same bar of soap. I'm stuffing this quiz. No, you're What's... not. One more. Go on. All right, I'm one stop... more. It's... Right. We'll well, say it's one Liam? I'm stopping this quiz. If you do, don't behave. You can't stop the quiz. People are listening. Okay. No, people are playing along at home, Liam. Yeah. This is classic Jeff from Holsworthy. Jeff from Holsworthy will be wrapped around a tree now. He'll be gone. <laughs> all right, we got. Okay, it's one all. I'm giving you one more. <laughs> yeah, his car just burst into flames, and the, it's upside down in a ditch. He's trying to drive. Jeff. He's trying to drive from the boot. He's in the boot lane. Jeff, if you're yeah. still listening, please Triple call M, us just so we know you're not Mez apologise to Jeff's family. We're so sorry. <laughs> all right, last one. Where's my dad? What did you do with him? <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Just tell me, just tell me what the movie and the and the spoiler alert is from this scrap. Crying game. Oh, what's in the box? Crying game. What's Definitely crying box? game. <laughs> what's in the box? Crying game. No. Oh, it's not his, head. his wife's head. Correct. Lawrence wins what is one of the worst quizzes ever. <laughs>
His wife's head. Yeah. That's not good. Coming up in a minute. That sounds like, you made it sound like a game show. What's in the box? Is it my wife's head, Barry? Correct. You're going to Hawaii, but on your own. We are right in the middle of winter. And uh, as you know, you know, you're a big fan of Game of Thrones. Winter is here. It's here. But it's also here for the PM. He spent a bit of time offshore. And uh, we haven't heard from him for a while, no. Mess. No. Yeah. It's been quiet. And we've got unfettered access uh, to his voicemail, whether it be at Kirribilli House, the Lodge or Point Piper. So let's find out what's going on in Malcolm's world. Hello. This is the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull speaking. You remember me. I'm the convivial recipient of criticism. <laughs> I've had a terrific winter because I haven't been in Australia. I've been at the G20 and the Donald gave me a ride in his car whilst communists like Tits Shorten were causing mayhem. <laughs> then I visited the Queen, who's surprisingly sprightly for a 90-year-old. And unlike most people her age, she doesn't smell like urine and biscuits. I've been having a terrific time this winter, so please tell me what you've been up to for winter and leave a message. <laughs> Hello, it's Pino, it's Christopher Pine speaking. Welcome home, Malcolm. Ooh, you big sausage. Welcome home. Sorry, Mr. Sausage. <laughs> when I haven't been barracking for the crows, go crows, I've been spending some time in the Australian Alps, shushing down the slopes, shushing and whooshing and going right off piste. <laughs> Grappling the pommer or on the chair and really pumping through the powder, pumping and shushing and whooshing and pounding down the slopes. <laughs> it's Pino. <laughs> Turnbull, you jet-setting, high-flying, gold-class, frequent flying, silver service, upper-class ball bag. It's Lazarus speaking. I've been here trying to muster a win for the mighty blues of the state of origin. Trying to will them to victory against those pinheads from Queensland. And I know I played for the Broncos and represented Queensland in the Senate, <laughs> but they're still pinheads. It's Lazarus. <laughs> it's Lazarus. Hi, Mr. Turnbulls. It's Jackie Lambie speaking, Mr. Turnbulls. During the winter recess of Parliament, I went back to Tassie to contemplate in the woodshed and I discovered a very old map of Tassie. I knew it was old because it was brittle and dog-eared and Tassie appeared to be very heavily coloured with old-growth rainforest. The forest appeared almost impenetrable in some parts of my old map of Tassie, Mr Turnbulls. So I sat for many hours in the woodshed just staring at my old map of Tassie and reflecting on the past. <laughs> it was a beautiful experience, Mr Turnbulls. It's Jackie. Hello, uh, Mr Turnbulls. It's, uh, it's Rudy speaking, the stereotypical dust character from Merrickville. Well, Malcolm, uh, winter is my favourite time of year. I like to do some artistic welding with uh, different kinds of metals out in the shed. And uh, then Martha and I like to create uh, a mulled vine recipe. Then we like to go cover to cover on the Kama Sutra and uh, brush up on our sexual techniques and uh, achieve a multiple cascading climax we refer to as the avalanche. So uh, we pull off the avalanche and uh, and then we smoke some delicious tobaccos grown in the old country and uh, just uh, relax. It's, it's Rudy. <laughs> Loz, uh, I had a couple of weeks off for annual leave, sure. and I know that you did too. So I have to ask you the obvious question. What did you do? And when I say what did you do, mm. I mean, what did you do wrong? Because I know that you've done something. What did you do? Can you tell by the look on my face that you've I've done, done something, something wrong? You've done something. It's like I a dog just, that's pissed yeah, on the carpet. It's that. Yeah. It's like, oh, has he noticed? I did that. <laughs> <laughs>
By, I pissed on the dog who was actually on the carpet. On the carpet. Um, well, I suppose the big news is that uh, um, Maggie, my youngest, was having school holidays. And so I had to take her for a couple of days here and there and fill in. And, and she loves going to the pool. So I went to the pool. Uh, did think ahead. We put our togs on under our clothes so we didn't have to go into the change room twice. But, of course, at the end, when you're getting changed, I had to take her into the male change room because she's four years old. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Now, it's a world of naked men, weird bodies. and uh, of Oh, you went into the men's room? She has to go into the men's room with me. I can't take her into a female change. It's like, well, hey, no, relax, you, ladies. I just right. assumed. I just tried. Right. Sorry, I was just assuming. Yeah. That I'm a... not taking photos. I'm just tweeting. Um <laughs> Just holding no, no, the that's photo a, up. That's a thong. It's not a. It's not yeah. a phone. It's not a phone. It's a thong. Yeah. I'm wearing. It's Get a... in the selfie. Relax. <laughs> I'll cut your head out and then put it up on Twitter. Um, so, she of course is standing on the bench. We uh, go into the shower, come out. I, I put her up there. You know, I am getting dried off. I can just see her eye line, just fascinated with a particular part of the male anatomy. Oh, no. And so I'm not trying to stand in a way and. So and clearly, so what do you want for lunch, not sweetheart? At you, no, uh, she's looking over my shoulder. It's like. Wow. So I look around and in my peripheral vision, I can see a man. He's getting dried. He, he's not comfortable being stared at by a four-year-old. She doesn't care, but he has got a fair heft. There's a, there's a curve coming off his body, okay? And uh, she can not stop looking at it. And I'm thinking, please don't say anything. Do not say anything. And so we got through unscathed and uh, get out of there. I was like, whoa, that could have been really weird. Um <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. Could have been very weird. Well, it did get weird. At dinner that night, we're tucking in, and uh, Maggie almost calls a, a you know a, a house meeting. She goes, "I've got something to say," and it's like, "Oh, here we go." She says, "Mum, today I saw a man's penis." And Lou goes, "Oh, where?" And she goes, "At the pool." I saw a man's penis and it's like, oh yeah, fair enough. And then she looks at me, she turns to me and looks me straight in the eye. She goes, dad, you've got a small penis. <laughs> and that was Lou's reaction. She starts killing herself laughing. And then Maggie can see the hurt in my eyes. I'm just staring at her with tears, you know, welling up. She goes, medium. <laughs> oh. That is damning a man with faint praise, isn't it? You're not small. I mean, oh, how many medium. times have I told you not to go to the Matt Shervington pool? <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence Mooney. Everyone was in that dressing room. Shervo, <laughs> Seal, <laughs> the LA Lakers. Goodbye. Oh, Lawrence. Hi, Jeremy. What are you? <laughs> yeah. John Holmes, back from the dead. <laughs> the Elephant Man. Goodbye, Lawrence. I'll see you, Lawrence. I heard a fantastic story today. A home in Roselle had some renovations done to it and found in the cavity space between the studs and the wall there, so probably between, I assume between, you know, a piece of gyprock and uh, another piece of gyprock, uh, they've found a letter written by a bloke uh, called Greg in 1995. Now, I love this story. He wrote a letter and put it into the cavity and left it there because he was renovating a home that he bought. And in 1995, he renovated it, put this letter in there, predicting the future. And he also gave a bit of a snapshot of what was going on at the time. In 1995, to be very correct, it was the 15th of April in 1995.
So it's 10 days before Anzac Day back then. He's mm-hmm. probably getting sorting his plans out for the long weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, let's just have a little bit of depression. Uh, in he bought it in 1989. This is all part of his letter. In 1989, he bought it for $170,000. Sorry. $170,000. He bought a house. In, uh, uh, yeah, freestanding house in Roselle. That wouldn't get you a car park in Sydney anymore. No. Uh, so that's that house has recently been sold, I believe, for over $1.3 million. So well done, Greg. Uh, good call. Now, here's some other things he's listed that have changed. Uh, a case of beer. For Carlton Cold, he wrote it was uh, twenty four ninety five <laughs> that he was drinking. You know it's ninety five because he was drinking Carlton Cold. So true, isn't it? Isn't <laughs> isn't Carlton Cold just nineteen ninety four, nineteen ninety five with wedges and sour cream? And yeah. don't you they've reckon? run out of West Coast coolers, so yeah, he's yeah. gone the Carlton Cold. It's nothing says for Karcher. Like 1995. <laughs> With semi-sun-dried tomatoes. Yeah, semi that nobody wants. Okay. Uh, he's also got a litre of fuel at just 68 cents. Oh, oh. 68 cents. Oh, that's killing me. Uh, Paul Keating is the Prime Minister. Oh, uh, those he, were the days. He was writing a, uh, a letter. He said he's writing this, wait for it, uh, using a Word program for Windows V5.0 on a 286 laptop with 8 megabyte RAM, 240 meg- megabyte hard drive. Now, I know there's a lot of people <laughs> laughing at that. I don't actually know if that's good or bad. I've got no idea. Uh-oh. I'm a Luddite. I don't get it, but whatever. But then he says, the big deal at the moment is the internet. This is just exploding <laughs> and every man and his dog wants to surf the internet. Please tell me this expression has now died. Oh, <laughs> oh no. well, it has because no. you don't surf the internet; you surf the web. You surf porn. Ah, yeah, <laughs> web, 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 web is what I said. Uh, here's a really prescient um, prediction that he's made here: Islam will become the next ideological problem, sparking an equal and opposite reaction, plunging large parts of the globe into a ridiculous holy war. Where the bloody hell was Greg? Why was he? Why was he putting this letter in a wall? He should have been sending it to the government. China will become semi-democratized, gear up as a world economic superpower, and then look out. America will be their largest trading partner, and if they decide they would like some more space, I suspect Australia could become their target. Taking more space. I don't. I don't reckon. So he's predicted the foreign investment into the Sydney housing market. There, man. I swear to God, if he if I just looked at this and he'd written the words red tube. I would just be, I mean, seriously, I mean, Nostradamus, Nostradamus, my friend. Interesting. Now, here's the thing, and I'm going to, I'm going to do a call out here. This is a different type of call out, and we might not get a lot of people ringing in, but tradies, or just maybe home renovators. Mm. What Contestants have you, from the block. What have you hidden in a wall cavity? Now, I know that okay. sounds weird, but here's the thing. I've done it. I've done exactly what Greg has done. Of course you've done it. Of course I've done it. Of course you've done it. And I can give you the year. It was 1994. 1994. Okay. I was a builder's labourer. 93-94. I was a builder's labourer and I had just, literally, just started doing Mm stand-up. And I was uh, a builder's labourer. I was working on a block of flats and there was 12 flats. And uh, the the chippies came in. And they put up these stud walls, right? And they were dividing walls in small, small apartments. And my brother, who's he was unemployed at the time as well, he was just in between jobs. He was a my brother's a builder, and uh, 
we had to put up or we had to jip off the walls. Hmm. So I said to my brother, I said, oh, we'll just knock them up. He goes, yeah, no drums. So I got him around anyway. I'm a shit jip rocker, by the way. Do not employ me. One of the worst plasters <laughs> you've ever seen. Like, I mean, seriously, if you want to see a seam, get Watsy to put the clouts oh. oh, put the clouts in, punch the clouts in. Anyway. We hadn't exactly been fielding offers for you oh, to be taken mate. on as an apprentice, I'm but, you know. Seriously, not a good jip rocker. Yeah, right. Anyway. So what I lose in being a good jute rocker, I make up for in being a bloody legend time capsule machine. <laughs> so in between every single cavity in 12 apartments in this entire block, in between every sheet of jute rock, I wrote something or put something in there as a bit of a surprise, oh. knowing that one day somebody would punch a hole in the jute rock and they would find a donut. There's my donut that I couldn't finish at smoke. Hold on, you were putting food in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, <laughs> drinks. I put a whole can of Coke in there and I said, nothing refreshes like Coke and wrote it with, with my pencil on the, on the inside. Imagine how frustrated you'd be if you lived in the apartment where there's been a donut stuck in the wall for all those years. Because when you can smell donuts, it's sweet. you want to find them. That's what I thought. You say, oh, I really feel like a donut. You know why? It was a strawberry donut and I, I, I literally took a bite and I went, I don't really like strawberry donuts. Why do I buy a strawberry donut? Don't try change, Mary. Okay. You don't like change. Put so it in the wall. you've chucked a donut in yeah, there. You've chucked a can of Coke. Fanta. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, here's what I write though. And this, this will not surprise you when I tell you this. I wrote a couple of things. I remember two things very, very distinctly. Number one, I wrote, um, uh, on the, the inside of the jip rock, I wrote, uh, this may be a different type of cavity search to what you used to. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was very funny. I thought that was very funny. I was a young comedian. I was 20 years of age and I I wasn't, I wasn't even 21. You're onto it. Okay. You only just let that bit go from your uh, your stand-up set. No, true. Yeah. Here's the truly tragic part, and this is where you just go, oh, you would do that because you are a tool. On the inside of several walls, I wrote, Merrick Watts jip-rocked this wall, and one day I'm going to be a famous comedian. Did you really? Yep. I wrote it in several walls. Wow. What a dickhead. Spelling errors, I'm assuming. I spelt my own name wrong. <laughs> Right now, somebody's looking for Maverick. Somebody goes, as soon as I find this guy, Maverick, and put the donut on the wall, I'm going to kill him. Like I spent my, my name wrong. One triple three five three tradies. Have you hidden something in a wall? Or if you've been renovating something and you've found it in those cavities between the jip rock, if you found something cheeky that somebody slid in there, like it doesn't have to be an articulate letter. It doesn't have to be a donut. But whatever's gone in between the walls, in between those cavities, I want to hear about it. Because you see those, we hear the stories about doctors leaving instruments in people. The cavities of the walls Mm. are like the internals. Funny you should say that. I once left a donut inside somebody. (laughs) One triple three five three. What if you left in a cavity? A wall cavity. Wall cavity. Wall cavity. Wall cavity. <laughs> and there is heaps coming through. Love seeing this. This is such a good thing. Asking you, what if you put inside a wall cavity? Wall cavity. Inside a wall cavity. Uh, a bloke who was living in Roselle uh, wrote a really interesting letter. Can we get this letter put up on our website? Yeah, it, absolutely. We'll check yeah. it up on our socials. Um, and it, it's kind of a, a prescient look into the future. It was written in 1995 and he predicts stuff and he uh, t- talks about what it was like being in 1995. I was never that articulate or intelligent. What I did is I just put donuts in wall cavities. Food. Of an apartment block. I, oh, this bloke has sat down, thought about the world he lives in, what the world might look like. You have thrown your lunch in the wall. Another thing I did 
I got a $5 note, which for me at that time was a lot of money, but mm. I thought it was worth it. And I got this stuff, which is like a, it was like a, a bubblegum colored. Like a Sellies type thing. No, no, no. It was for, you, you put it onto the studs before you put on the jip rock okay. and before you put the clouts in. I don't know. It's just like a glue, right? Yeah. But it's pink. It looks like bubblegum. Anyway, like, let's put a little dob of that on the back of the board and then put the $5 note there, but seal it off so that somebody would go and get the $5. You can't! It's the inside wall version of a 50 cent piece stuck to the ground. That joke has no payoff. It does. <laughs> I'm your. I love. I love well, it's that paid job. off now. Exactly. Yeah. It's right. a, look. It's a long. It's a. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a creeper. Yes. Pete in Richmond. Hello, mate. How are you, mate? Very good indeed. What have you put into a wall cavity? Well, it wasn't a wall cavity because we were bricklayers. It was like a, it was a few years ago, but I remember um, we ran along the wall, and the guy's name was Apple of all things, but and Apple was a weirdo. But <laughs> I couldn't pay. In them days, we sort of had a bit of cash. So I rolled up his like 600 bucks and I stuck it in one of the holes in the brick. Oh, right. yeah, yep, yep. Thinking he's going to pick it up on the way through. Here's your pay, blah, blah, blah. We get to the pub, that arbor. He goes, oh, you haven't paid me. I said, oh, bullshit. I put, it in the, I put it in that wall. When you asked me, I put it in the brick. He went, I never got it. I said, pig ass. So, oh, anyway, you bricked up his pay. We bricked up his pay in the wall. <laughs> 600 something dollars it was. And he's going, ah, oh, shit. Anyway, we went back the next day. Of course, we went to the pub. We had a few beers. I went, I reckon it was right about, I reckon it was right here. Yep. So 20 or so bricks later, we found his 600 bucks. <laughs> oh, mate, it was worth knocking him out to find the cash. <laughs> Got to knock him out to find the cash. Yeah, but but yeah, what's, what's going to be in there? Was did the mix? The mix would have gone through the concrete though. Sure, and into uh, the mix would have gone through the uh, into the nuts. Surely in the hole in the yeah, cavity. It doesn't hurt them. Yeah, yeah, all right, fair cool, mate. That's would have great. Been nice if you were a demolisher in this day and age, you knock it down and go, look, I found six hundred bucks mate, in old currencies. Pete, you know the funny thing is, in the eighties, you probably would have put the apprentice in the cavity. So, <laughs> well, if it was my six hundred bucks, I would have stuck his head through there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talking about what you put in the cavity of a wall. We've got uh, Clint. Hello, mate. How you going, mate? Yeah, very good indeed. All right, what did you? What, was it you that put it in the wall? No, nah, it was actually my old man. He uh, back in the eighties, him and my mum actually just bought their first house and started renovating it. Yeah. And uh, tearing down the walls and decided to jip uh, rock one new wall up and uh, left his old brick, uh, those big brick Motorola phones. Oh yeah. Rested on one of the studs and uh, rocked the wall, and then about a few hours later, son wonder where his phone was. So they called, it and the whole wall started to vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> so let me guess: Did he have to punch a hole through the jip rock and get it out? No, nah, funny enough, he actually left it there. Just oh, really? uh, moved on from it. Yeah. So whoever's got the house now has probably still got the uh, big old brick phone still sitting there waiting for him. Have you got the number, Clint? No, I don't. Yeah, oh, yeah, the battery will still be working. <laughs> well, he said Motorola, Liam. Seriously, Motorola, a brick Motorola, Motorola. mate. They had a battery. They had a battery existence of one hour and twelve minutes before they died. Yeah. Clint, thank you very much for your call, mate. Good on you, champ. Let's get to James in Ermington. Yeah, good day, man. How are you, mate? Very good indeed, mate. We're talking about uh, what you've put in the cavity of a wall when you've you put something there to be a bit of a cheeky bugger. What have you laid in there? Well, I, I, I put a, like a, you know, the old Orchie bottles. Um, yes, with um, basically uh, three Fruitage. holes. Oh, a three-hole yeah. a three Orchie bottle. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. You mean a bong. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thought I might be able uh, to guess that one. And you put, uh, uh, 
and unloaded. Oh. Yeah, it'd be vintage now. James, why? <laughs> I just thought it'd be really funny if, if someone was doing a Renault later on and they pulled the wall out <laughs> and they had a real hard day or whatever, they can just rip into it, you know? Okay, so, okay. Is, okay, all right. Is this Merrick on no, the phone? No, hang on, hang on. Let's just backtrack it here. First of all, <laughs> dumbest question of the day. Liam yeah. says, why? Uh, he's put a bong in a wall, mate. Do you reckon he might have been a bit munted? <laughs> all right? I mean, seriously. Sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. People yeah. who have not been token on a bong don't go, let's put a bong in the wall. Like, no one yeah. in the office here uh, today has come up and said, hey, Miz, I reckon we should put a bong in a wall. All right. Doesn't explain why you put a donut in the wall, but keep yeah, going. different, mate. Different. Okay. Second thing is, James, you put a bong in a wall, fully packed, ready to go. I believe that's the expression. And you put ready it, to rip. Yeah. You put it in and there. And the water in it, Miz. Oh, ready to go. Okay, fresh, yeah. fresh water, I hope. Don't leave the gungy stuff in there. <laughs> I don't know what it's like after 10 years, but anyway. Right, to be gungy now. But here's the thing, though, James, is you've set yourself up for failure too because at some stages you go, geez, that's really a funny thing I've done. And then one day you find it a little bit difficult to get something and then you just go, all right, I'll go back to the wall. Where's my hammer? Great story out of uh, Sydney today uh, about a bloke who caught a 2.5-metre shark. That's fairly impressive. Now, That's massive. It's That's a, a big shark. Yeah. Now, if that was a bull shark or a, a pointer or a nurse or anything like that, you'd go, a whaler, you go, That's pretty. That's pretty decent. This was a mako. Now, a mako is an ocean-faring shark. Quick, fastest, in fact, fastest shark there is. And uh, don't normally come into... Oh, Gladesville. Uh, <laughs> just popping in there to Birkenhead Point. Just... Just around there, just going is to it? get some near the factory outlet there or something. I don't know. Well, that's actually, that's Iron Cove Bridge. But anyway, it's in around the area there. Uh, caught at Gladesville Bridge. And the bloke who caught it joins us on the line now. Patrick, hello, mate. Copy wing nutter. Oh! How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Very good. How the hell did you catch a 2.5 Mako at Gladesville? Mate, I'm still asking myself that question. Okay, so tell us, set it up. You're not a professional fisherman, are you? Uh, mate, enthusiast. Yeah, that's about it. Love the water, love fishing. All right. Um, well, what rig? Mate, what rig did you have? What were you putting out there that you got to make out? Look, we went out, and this is I've been asked this a bunch of times, and I always throw it back to this. We went out, a bunch of guys, went in that fishing club, took myself, my father out, um, all the gear. These guys brought along. They know what they're doing. They're the pros. Yeah, mate. We're just. Um, we just ended up, I just ended up with it in my lap at the end. One guy keeping me from ending up in the drink, um, mate. And it was just, just a fantastic experience. So what, did, what rig did you have on the end of the line? Was it like, you know, what were you fishing for before you got the Mako? Because, I mean, at Gladesville Bridge there, I presume you're only going for what, I don't know, what would you be going for there? Just well, bottom well, feeder. Originally, the, the chat, the talk was, we're just going out for Jewies, some Jewfish. Yep. fish. Yep. Um, the guys, as I said, they got all the gear. We were on there. Just, it's just a mate, bunch of larrikins, lighthearted. It was celebrating my dad's birthday. I mentioned to a few people before, we almost lost him on um, Good Friday. So we're just sort of celebrating life, celebrate having him around, a couple of laughs. He loves fishing. I love fishing. And, um, mate, this is where we are. It's a, it's a pretty impressive haul, given that it's 150 kilos, but it's a mako shark. And as I said, that's, that's uh, an ocean-going fish. You don't normally see them in harbours or even close to land. Mate, I've heard everything. It's fake. It's not real. Um, mm. Look, it, Parramatta River I'm relatively familiar with over the years. 
there's always been sharks up and down that river. Yeah. I even spoke to a lady, bumped into a lady yesterday, and she told me, she goes, I used to see seals and dolphins come down Parramatta River. She's lying. <laughs> She's lying. Um, look, and, mate, it, it's just, as I said, I can't explain it. Um, but, as I said, ultimately, at the end of the day, it was, just, it was just an experience for all of us. What did you do with the shark after you caught it, Patrick? Did you, did you you know, what do you do? Did you trophy it? Did you, did you eat Rex it? Hunters, did you kiss it and throw it back? Oh, nah, kid- look, the, the boys identified it. Once it came to the surface, they identified it straight away as a mako. Yeah. And they said, this is a fantastic eating fish. So... Mm-hmm. We, we kept it, and, and we've been dining on it ever since, mate. It was, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, good eating fish. What have, what have, how have you been cooking it up? Um, look, I'm partial to a beer batter myself. Mm, mm. Um, I've tried another recipe where you pan fry it, a little bit of pineapple, um, mixed in with like a pineapple sort of salsa. Oh, mate, you're so, talking, this sounds like a McDonald's venue, <laughs> menu now. Like, it's just got a little bit of pineapple, a bit of shaker fries, a bit of mako. Yeah, I'll have that. Uh, the mako was, meal. Mate, as I said, a lot of people thought, I don't know, we discarded. No, none of it went to waste. Yeah, Absolutely good man. none of it. Good man. As, as I said, the, the boys, and as I said, I can't say this enough, and, and maybe I'm giving them a little plug, but the boys from Wingnut FC, they know what they're doing. They're the pros, mate, and they mate, they wouldn't let something like that go to waste. They said if it was any other kind of shark or bull shark, we'd just set it free, but yep. said, this is fantastic eating fish. Yeah, but not only that too, Patrick. If it's a mako, it's come that far up the river too. It's not going to get back out. It would have died in the harbour anyway. You know, it's, it's chances of going back and, you know, meeting its family and having a holiday in Hawaii, not going to happen. So you probably did the right thing by eating. Mate, we're, 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 we're performing a public service. Eric, that, let everybody know because there's a lot of hate out there at the moment as well. I tell you that. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, all right. Well, maybe they just need to settle. Mate, that's the thing about the world now. Everybody has to hate something. They have to find something to get angry with. Mate, your son caught a shark as well. Your little Mate, boy, you would, Ray you, Michael? You couldn't script it, Ray Michael. You couldn't script it. He was out fishing with his uncle for his birthday, and he pulled in a little shark. Uh, hey. you, what are you guys, are you guys wearing burly vests or something <laughs> like that? No, what I, what I have to ask, Patrick, are you and your son, Ray, now rocking matching shark tooth necklaces? Oh. Oh, my God, mate. As I said, you couldn't script it. When the picture came through to me, I said, you guys have got to be joking. I said, they're going to think we're a bunch of shark killers in this family. <laughs> no, but do, seriously, do you have a shark tooth necklace? Because you should, you should get like, a, you should wear a whole strand of like, you know, a strand. What have you done with the jaw? It's been, look, it's, as I said, it's just been, and, and the, look, people have been going crazy over it since it sort of, it got some traction, it's taken off and, it's just, as I said, there's been a lot of good comments. There's a bunch of negativity out there, but ultimately none of it went to waste. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that's what a lot of people are concerned about. Mm, um, mm. None of it went to waste. And it was just, it was a fantastic experience. The, as I said, the boys from the the fishing club really you know, know what they're doing. Yeah, well, Patrick, I spoke to a shark on the show earlier today and they said Hakuna Matata. So uh, <laughs> I think you're off scot-free. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Good luck to you, Patrick. And thanks to uh, thanks to you for having a chat to me this afternoon on the radio. Caught a bloody shark, but means surely there's been other people who've caught stuff in the rivers around I, Sydney. I want to know what you've hooked in and around Sydney, in any waterway, in any part of it, whether it be you know in that, the brackish water or out off the coast, whatever it is. If you've caught something, and particularly if it wasn't an actual fish, like I don't know, maybe you've caught one of Nettie Smith's um, old mates. Uh, you've thrown a line in and you found somebody who. <laughs> that's you know that Nettie Smith. Yeah, after a few people. Okay, all right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not a body. Okay, maybe, maybe not a body. But maybe, no, maybe you're throwing a line and you've pulled up an old IBM computer and it's gone. What the? F-? 
How did I get this? It could have been a piece of junk. It could have been something valuable. It could have been a rare fish. It could have been anything. What have you hooked? What have you pulled out of Sydney waterways? What have you hooked when you've been fishing in the, the waterways around Sydney? Uh, we just spoke to a bloke who caught, Patrick. Yeah, who caught a 2.5 metre mako shark at Gladesville. Gladesville, yeah. Not the place where you would expect to catch an ocean-faring shark, but he did. So we're asking you, what have you hooked? And we've got Dave in Old Toon Gabby. Hello, Dave. Hello, Mary. First time, long time, mate. Mate, an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, champ. What have you caught in the waterways? Oh, I caught a Mitsubishi L300 van. <laughs> As you do. As yeah, you... well, yeah, that was very funny. Okay, how did you do that and where was it? Uh, it was in Chippy Norton Lakes in the Liverpool area. Oh, so it was dumped? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It had been driven in there. It may have been at some stage owned by somebody who was looking for it, and then you found it in Chipping Norton Lake. Yes. Yes, I did, Mary. I was, the brother and I just put together a um, a little tinny with a 15 horse on the back, so we took it down there, dumped it in, and um, he put me in the boat. So I drifted out a few metres, started her up, and the uh, motor was making a hell of a noise. Mm. Mm. So I put it in forward gear to see if I could take off a little bit and yep. the boat didn't go nowhere. So I went down the back of the boat and I was checking out around the engine area and I noticed at about a foot and a half under the water, I could just see this great big white thing. Mm, it's a Mitsubishi. <laughs> and the <laughs> propeller of the boat stuck in one of the windows. Mm. Oh, it's stuck in one of the windows? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's what I was making all the hell of a racket for. Wow. <laughs> you probably you probably might have ruined the internal uh, part of the car there, isn't it? Might have uh, damaged the uh, the Juco as well. Yeah. And of that Mitsubishi that's dumped there after a low-speed getaway. Uh, you got James in Ermington. Hello, James. Yeah, g'day, mate. How are you, Mez? Good, mate. Did I just speak to you about, like, half an hour ago? Yeah, you did, buddy. Now, if I'm not mistaken, James, you called through because you hit a bong, a, 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 a was a juice bottle bong that you hit yeah. in, in a wall cavity, True. Yeah, exactly, and it's it's almost it is exactly the same one that I caught at Dremoyne. I can't hang on. Whoa, backstep it a bit here, James. All right. Before you That's rang through, you told me that you put a bong, right? Yes. An orchy yes. bottle bong into a wall cavity. Are you telling me now that you caught that bong in a waterway near Gladesville Bridge? I was going to throw it back, and I thought, <laughs> well. Why would I throw it back? I might just hang on to it for a little bit, so no. I can stick it in the wall. Well, I didn't know that until the time. So, yes, you caught you you caught your fishing. Got many uses this bong. So you you have dragged the bong out of the skull dragged it skull dragged the bong out of the water at Gladesville Bridge. Straight through the shoddy, yes. Yeah, and then you've put it into a cavity in the wall. That is what we would call Hakuna Matata. (laughs) Thank you for visiting Merrickville. And be a Merrick Villian. Uh, Merrick Villite. Merrick Villaman. Join us on Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9. Triple R.